Hello and welcome to Unframed Radio, conversations about the arts on CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon and streaming live around the world at cfcr.ca. I'm your host, Michael Peterson. My co-host, Alejandro, is away today. We have a full show today talking about the many events happening the weekend of September 25th, 26th, and 27th. First, we'll be talking about Culture Days happening throughout that weekend, and then touching on Nuit Blanche and I Am the Bridge, both happening the night of September 26th. To start us off, I have with us today Kevin Kitchen from the Community Services Department with the City of Saskatoon, as well as Vivian Orr, Community and Publication Coordinator for the Saskatchewan Craft Council. Thank you both for being here. So a little bit of background about Culture Days first. It was started in 2009 to provide Canadians with opportunities to participate in and appreciate all forms of art and culture. It raises the awareness, accessibility, participation, and engagement of Canadians in the arts and cultural life of their communities. So, Kevin, if you would, to my understanding, the city has been involved with Culture Days since its beginning in 2009. Is that correct? That, that's correct. Um, we've been involved uh, since the beginning. Um, a lot of credit, I think, has to go to SAS Culture, who has been a big promoter of, uh, of, of Culture Days in, in Saskatchewan. And we, I think, as a city, we've worked really hard at helping to promote and advance the whole idea of Culture Days in, um, in Saskatoon. Some people ask, well, what is your role at the city of Saskatoon? We're not normally uh, seen as a producer of art or a producer of plays or sculptors or, or painters, but we think our role is to help facilitate the arts community and, and to bridge the arts community with the general public. So with Culture Days, really, our role, we think, is to um, raise awareness of, of arts and culture in our community. And frankly, that's an easy thing to do in this city. That's It's so vibrant and there's there's so much. Um, it's also to promote the arts to, to people who might not otherwise consider the arts or, or even think of themselves as artistic. Um, and it's our, also our role to, um, you know, in some cases we help fund uh, some of the community organizations and agencies put on Culture Days events in, in Saskatoon. That's great. And what have you seen throughout these years, the response being to the Culture Days events? It's been tremendous. And, and um, you know, what really amazes me is how many cultural and arts activities take place during Culture Days. And people often say to us, you know, these cultural activities take place year-round, and that is true, they do. But I was just looking at the calendar, I think, yesterday for Culture Days, and there are over 50 events already registered for Saskatoon alone. So between September 25th and 27th, so many things to do. All of these things are free. So there, there's no excuse not to get out there and to uh, to enjoy and, and to participate. But it's the level of activity, the producers of art and culture in this city, there are just so many of them, and they're so willing to share their, their craft or share their, their, their skill and their experiences um, with the community. Certainly, and it is a very busy weekend once it starts. Can you take us through sort of a recap of some of the types of events that people might see? I mean, we talk, generally speaking, here about more of the art-focused things, but with Culture Days, it really runs a, a full spectrum. Yeah, there. You know, to not to get into really specific details, but there there are arts programs. There's heritage, multicultural, ethnocultural. There'll be First Nation and and Métis activities happening. Some of those that, that we're sponsoring as a city at the uh, Indian Métis Friendship Center. Creative Industries, I think, will be opening their doors for people to get a to get a peek inside. We, as a city, are are leading a number of smaller activities. One of them is a, a repeat of a program we did last year. We call it Culture Quest, and essentially, it's a bicycle art 
bicycle arts and culture tour. Last year it followed a number of public art pieces around the downtown. This year it focuses on Mayfair and 33rd. And it's going to be a really neat look at arts and culture along 33rd Street and in the Mayfair neighborhood. So I think that's one really small but really interesting activity that's that's taking place. One thing we're doing as a city, this is a bit more inward, but we're really excited about it. And when I say inward, in that we are using Culture Days as an opportunity to showcase the arts, arts and, and cultural talents of our city employees. And what we think is neat about that is we've, we've, we've sort of convinced our uh, city colleagues that, that art and culture is a part of our overall employee and, and human wellness. So when we, you know, most employers have wellness programs and you think about fitness and you think about uh, diet and healthy lifestyle. But using culture days, we've been able to convince people that, you know, arts and culture also is an important element of, of leading a, a healthy lifestyle and being a complete complete person, if you will. So we're really excited. So on, on the launch of Culture Days, we're actually going to showcase over the lunch hour as many city employees as want to come out and showcase what they can do, whether they can sing or play guitar or produce works of art. It's an opportunity to share with their colleagues. Great. And we think that's an idea that perhaps could catch on with other employers. To sort of actually start talking about the extent to which culture is present in many people's lives. Absolutely. You know, in so many people, it's, it's sometimes it's a hidden, it's a hidden talent that people don't, they, they do it on their own time or they don't tell their colleagues that they do it. And when we asked our, our you know, our, our colleagues at City Hall, are, you know, do you, do you participate or are, are you an artist or do you, do, do you play music? It was, it was just amazing how many people came forward and said, yeah, I, I do do that. I never thought, sometimes they didn't think of themselves in, as an artist or a creative kind of person, but they are. Right, and so it's also bringing awareness to the fact of how much that plays, like you say, out into each person's yeah. life. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's great. And Vivian, I'm going to move to you now to talk a bit about the experience on the individual organizational level. You're with, as we spoke, the Craft Council. And to my understanding, the Craft Council has been involved for three years in Culture Days. Yes, we started trying to reach out to the community and uh, it was a way for us to partner with some of the other arts organizations in our area. So we're over on Broadway and we partner with Handmade House and we partner with Clay Studio 3. And this year uh, we have an additional partner which is the Saskatchewan Printmakers Association. And it gives everybody an opportunity to reach out to the community, try and provide a hands-on activity that lets people really get a sense of what it's like to get your hands dirty and you know do something physical that creates a end product. We are all about handcrafts where we are and so uh, we're going to be doing felting, needle felting uh, over at Handmade House and uh, the artist Heike Fink is leading that and she uses cookie cutters which are adorable and the children and the adults get to choose whatever color felt they want uh, or wool I should say and they punch this sharp little needle into it uh, into a sponge not into their hands and they end up creating this lovely ornament that they can take home with themselves and it gives them a real sense of satisfaction and it's very child-friendly, which is wonderful. And then also at Handmade House, we have Winston Kwan, who is a longtime jeweler in the city, and he gives people the opportunity to make copper wire jewelry, something small, a pendant, earrings, perhaps a ring, something like that. But again, he has the tools there. You get to hammer, you get to cut, you get to file, you get to twist, and, you know, it's really very, very 
physical. And copper is a very forgiving substance, so it's a lot of fun to use. Over at Clay Studio 3, this year, they were going to be doing air-dried clay. So rather than having to think about, oh, there's going to be a potter's wheel, and then I'm going to have to use a glaze, and I'm going to have to fire it in a kiln, took all that out of the equation. They're doing air-dry clay. Essentially, you're just making a, a small dish or a plate or something of that nature. They use a technique called punch pot. So you have a piece of foam, you have a uh, shape, and you put a, a sheet of clay down on top of the foam, push the shape down, and because of the change in pressure from the soft sponge to the hard object that you're pushing down, you end up developing a low platter dish kind of shape automatically. It's really quick, it's really easy. And uh, you get to take the plate home with you, you uh, let it air dry, and then once it's dry, you can paint it with acrylic paints and make it all your own. Over at the Craft Council, we are going to be doing a 62.7 meter wheat field print. And this is something that's referencing the length of the border between Saskatchewan and the U.S. And it is really a sort of intimate project because we've had students of the artist Monique Martin hand carving the stamps. So they'll be stamps of wheat sheaves, and we're inviting the public to come and help create this giant long wheat field by picking up a stamp and putting some ink on it and then pushing it down and essentially making your mark on the paper. By doing this, we're also introducing them to a very very traditional form of printmaking. And I think that that's one of the things that we as a craft council and as representatives of craft in general are really interested in doing is teaching people that these traditional handcrafted things are still being done today by talented artists and that you as a general person can also try and participate and be creative and perhaps be inspired by these opportunities that Culture Days provides. That's great. Kevin was talking about the opportunity for Culture Days to allow people to express a creativity that others may not have known about. And the other side of that too is the opportunity for people to learn new ways of that creative expression. Can you tell us a bit about some of the experiences that have happened in the past through Culture Days that you've been able to witness? One of our most positive experience happened last year over at Clay Studio 3. We had this lovely, lovely young lady and she literally stayed there all day watching them doing wheel throwing demonstrations. She just was fascinated by it and the people who were doing the demonstrations finally, you know, about the middle of the afternoon decided, you know, this is someone who really needs to sit down at a potter's wheel and get her hands dirty. So they invited her to sit down. They taught her how to throw something on the wheel. She was actually very successful. She is a natural. And she was so excited. And the um, person who was doing the demonstration, Nancy Grummet, invited her to come to her own personal studio. They fired her piece, they glazed her piece, and I swear that this is person is now a true convert to clay, and I do not 
I have no doubts that she is going to be a student at any moment in some clay studio somewhere learning how to do this on her own. She just was so excited. And um, another story is we have actually had people show up in front of Handmade House before we actually start because they were so excited to be able to come back for the second year and make jewelry with Winston. So, yes, it's been a very positive experience and people are actually choosing to come to Broadway and making the events that are featured on Broadway part of their culture days. So if someone wants to then come and get involved, how can they find out about the events happening this year? Well, we have all the information about the Broadway Hub on our website, which is www.saskcraftcouncil.org. But of course, you can go to the Culture Days website where you can basically use their search function and you know choose by location, uh, choose it by date, choose it by event. It's very, very user-friendly. And so, Kevin, how can people come and find out about the events happening at the city? Well, for us at the city, it all kicks off on uh, Thursday, September the 24th at uh, Civic Square, just outside of uh, City Hall. One of the things that we do as a city, I guess on behalf of uh, and in, in, in partnership with SAS Culture and the provincial government, is, is do the official provincial kickoff for Culture Day. So that'll take place right out front of uh, Saskatoon City Hall. So there'll be some dignitaries. There'll be a, a flag raising. Uh, I think for the first time ever, there's a Culture Day's flag that will be raised. And then following, there'll be some performances outside at City Hall. And then what we're going to do is we're going to sort of, in a fun way, parade people over to the basement just across the street from from City Hall where we'll be showcasing all kinds of arts and uh, artists and their works. So that, that, that in, in many ways, that, that September 25th event is really the kickoff to, to Culture Days. That's great. And we'll post some links on our social media as well so people can find out about them there. And the other event that's happening at this time at Affinity Gallery is that you're showing 66 Physiognomies by Jinzi Su, which is, to my understanding, a traditional Chinese scroll. That's right. It is a hand-painted ink scroll. There are very traditional elements in it, yet there are still some very, very contemporary renderings. So it's a really fun uh, scroll to take a look at. It's not, it's not an intimidating piece of art, but it is traditional in that it is literally a scroll, and uh, only a certain portion of it is revealed at each location. Uh, one of the things that we particularly love about it is that our co-worker, Les Potter, his placemaker piece is one of the, the 66 pieces of art highlighted in the scroll. It hasn't been revealed in our gallery, but we're looking forward to it. And so at each different business improvement district that the scroll moves through, a different portion of that scroll is revealed. Can you talk a bit, Kevin, about this larger project? Yeah, and Vivian described it well. It's This whole project is traditional and contemporary at the same time, and I think it's one of the reasons it was selected this time around to, to help celebrate uh, the 20th anniversary of the Placemaker program. So Jinzi's piece, it is there is the traditional Chinese-style um, scroll link drawing that we've just heard about, but it's also, also she's also producing illustrated cards um, there's a video and there's an artist book. So all of these together have been and will continue to circulate through through the bids in Saskatoon. And in fact, Jinzi will be present at Culture Days at the Under the Bridge program on the 26th of September. So she will be available to meet with residents of Saskatoon. In terms of the, um, you know, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Placemaker, 
Jinzi's traditional and contemporary uh, look was looked on favorably as a, as a really good way to to remember and to capture public art in Saskatoon. The, the Placemaker program in Saskatoon's been around for 20 years. So this is a way to celebrate that, that, that program over the last 20 years. And in some ways, it, it's a nice way to sort of capture the first 20, 20 years. And I think Jinzi's work will help us reflect on what the next 20 years of this program could be. I think we're really interested at the city in some ways expanding the program, um, exploring all the different forms of, of art, as many different forms of art as, as we can through our Placemaker program. Well, certainly, and because the works shown through the Placemaker program are works of public art, the sculptures and other pieces that we see throughout the city, it is a very visible program. And my understanding is that the program itself has gone through some changes fairly recently in terms of the types of works that are being displayed in our public realm. Yeah, I'd say the program is evolving, and it's traditionally been a sculpture, outdoor sculpture program, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that's a really exciting thing, and it certainly makes art um, visible and, 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 and available to the public. As we, you know, as this program evolves, we, we want to see more sculpture, we want to see sculpture continue, but we've also seen some other art forms that have been very positively um, accepted and, and reviewed by the public, and so we, we're, you know, we're encouraging artists to come forward with light, light installations. We want artists to think about sound. Um, there's so many different things, I think, that, that can be done um, in, in, in Saskatoon. But sculpture is certainly uh, a part of that, but we don't want to limit um, artists certainly. in terms of what ideas that they, they submit to us. Really opening it up to the types of works that can be brought and really the ways it makes us think about and notice the public works that Absol- are in the city. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I, should, I should include performance as well. And there's some really interesting um, work being done in, in, in combining sort of sculpture and performance art. I think Jinzi's done that as well. It's helping to animate the public art. And we often hear about that. It's nice having sculpture in and around your city, but sometimes it does need that animation or that attention brought to it. Well, that's great. And you can see this scroll as part of Culture Days if you so choose to go down to the Affinity Gallery September 25th, 26th, and 27th. Thank you both for being on the show. No, oh, thank you, Michael. So my second guests today are Thomas Dihad and Lindsay Ruski. Uh, Thomas, you're with the Board of Nuit Blanche. If you could introduce yourself and give us a bit of an overview of what people can expect to see this year. Great. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here today. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, like you mentioned, I'm Thomas. I'm one of the founding board members of Nuit Blanche Saskatoon. So last year, an active community member here in Saskatoon, Sean Shaw, and many, of, many people will know Sean. He kicked off the idea with a tweet saying, hey, what if we brought Nuit Blanche to Saskatoon? And it really did all start there. The, about 12 of us replied. We got together. A year later, we had the first Nuit Blanche here in Saskatoon. Fast forward another year, we're about to have the second one. September 26th, 8 p.m. on 20th Street in Riversdale. So we're really excited about what we've done so far and how the event has grown from last year. Certainly. And can you tell us a bit about the types of projects that people can expect to see there? Yeah, certainly. So as many people know, the theme of Nuit Blanche this year is interstitial spaces. And what that means is the spaces between, the undefined spaces, the the uh, stretching it a little bit, the roles and questioning them, uh, the, the interaction between spectacle and spectator, and sometimes reversing those roles. So we're really excited about the way our artists, which we have over 25 installations this year, formal installations, as well as a lot of partners, um, the way they have taken that idea and expanded on it and, and used it in ways that we, of course, we 
never would have thought of or, or even dreamed of. So um, a couple of the really cool installations I'm excited about are, of course, Lindsay's, who's here in the studio <laughs> with us. Um, and uh, there, are, there are many, many others, but that's, that's the one we'll focus on today because <laughs> it, it's going to be fantastic. Of course. And Lindsay, I think that's a good time to come oh, over to you. And thanks. Hi. hi. Um, thank you for joining us as well, well. Thank you. I'm excited to be here as well. Great. Can you tell us a bit about the project that you're putting together for Nuit Blanche? Um, well, I am working on a project that is called The Secret garden deconstructed it's a continuation of a bit of a series that i've been working on under the name ghost house and uh, what you can expect is it's a stop motion animation of flowers essentially um, a flower that is being um, deconstructed and the petals are being plucked off and basically arranged in a circular pattern and then they come out and they come in again and it spins and it actually it's it's kind of a, a bit hard to explain but it tends to um, kind of look like a kaleidoscope. For viewers then I'm assuming that this is a bit different than some of what you've done before. How have you been incorporating and thinking about the visitors during this process? Well um, this is the first time that I've actually worked on a project that is installation as opposed to performance. Some of the stuff that I do under under my art practice is um, I usually do um, like visuals for music so this time it's like it's thinking bigger and thinking about it as an installation as opposed to something that will be happening in conjunction with something else. So I think one of the things, it's it's kind of similar in size and scale to some of the work that I've done before. Usually when I'm, when I'm doing projections or live performances, I'm actually, it's like, um, it's visuals on stage while a band's playing. And this time it's actually going to be about... I don't know, like about 16 feet across is kind of how big it's going to be projected. And I'm working on um, creating a paint or a canvas that we can project onto for the space. And then it's also just kind of considering the audience, who's going to be seeing this, who's going to be there. And so I've been kind of collecting flowers from all over, all over the place, walking down back alleys and people's gardens (laughs) in Saskatoon and focusing on wildflowers and also getting flowers from bouquets and and hothouse flowers um, that have been imported in. So I think I've got a good collection. Great. And so then, as Thomas mentioned, the theme for this year's show is interstitial spaces. How is your project sort of intersecting with and working with that idea? The the theme itself is actually one of the reasons why I submitted this year. I think a lot of the stuff that I do um, kind of comes from an outsider space, um, which I think like an interstitial space means that you're kind of between. So you're outside looking in. And I also find um, myself really attracted to kind of the, the crevices or the cracks and um, things that aren't necessarily beautiful, but have then a really appealing aesthetic. And I think that um, that's really important in my practice. And so I think that I definitely love the idea of being able to present in a back alley or a place that normally wouldn't see um, artwork, as well as um, just kind of giving people an opportunity to explore things from a different perspective or to look at things completely differently. So I think that's that's, um, part of it. So people can expect to find your project in a back alley near 20th Street. So a bit of exploring there on their part to Absolutely. find you. Absolutely, yeah. And outside of Nuit Blanche, how do people find out about your work? They can find me on Instagram under the name Ghost House YXE, or I also have a Facebook page just called Ghost House. 
Great, and we'll link to that too through ours. Thank you. So Thomas, just if we can talk for one more minute here about the process, I'm, there must be a lot of work that goes into this festival every year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, and, and we are a, we're a working board. So we are incredibly thankful. I wanna, I wanna give a preemptive shout out now to all of our volunteers, our board members, everyone who's been involved. We could not literally do this without all of you. <laughs> and so we're, we're incredibly grateful. But like you said, there's a lot of work that, uh, that has gone into it. And it's all been volunteer up to this point. Great, and so I'm assuming too then that you're gonna be looking for volunteers again this year? Exactly, so for the night of the event, we're, we need a, a, a team of even more volunteers. We're actually still looking for people. We're welcoming people to sign up. If you want to check out our website, it is at nuitblanchesaskatoon.ca. There's a little volunteer link up in the right hand there. So we're, we're guaranteeing that you will not regret volunteering. It will be a great time that evening. <laughs> and as my final guest today, I have David LeRiviere, the Artistic Director of PAVED, who is also one of four jury members for the I Am The Bridge Selection Committee. Thanks for having me on, on the show, Michael. Well, thank you, David. And the bridge will be screening on the one of the west-facing piers of the Sid Buckwald Bridge, September 26th at 8 p.m. for approximately 45 minutes. So, David, if you can tell us a bit about how many videos people will be able to see and if there are any highlights in those selections for you. Well, we have uh, 11 videos lined up from a really diverse range of uh, video makers. And uh, it will, the program will begin, it basically in total will take 45 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, the program will be kicked off with a commissioned video by Ryan Goddock, and it is one of the highlights for me as well. He's uh, made a documentary about uh, skateboarding both in the parks and on the streets of Saskatoon. Well, that's great. And to my understanding as well, you have a few experienced artists such as Terry Billings in this project. That's correct. Uh, Terry Billings is one of the people that were selected, as was Adil Salman and Ryan Konechki. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Uh, but there are indeed some pretty accomplished video makers in the program. But they will be along side by side with some more emerging filmmakers. Great. And I, can you tell us a bit about some of those emerging filmmakers that will be part of this project? For sure. There's actually four videos that were selected by the jury from the Open Door Society, basically first-time video makers, some of whom were actually people who are coming to Canada uh, for with refugee status and are telling their stories and sometimes very powerful stories about uh, escaping dangerous situations. Well, certainly, and I imagine there's quite a bit of uh, emotion and opportunity for the audience to learn about their experience that comes out of these videos. Uh, Indeed, they were, of the videos perhaps, uh, as I say, maybe a little more basic in terms of how they were made and first-time efforts in some cases, but the stories themselves were quite powerful and moving. Well, this is great. And so if someone wants to come out, they can bring seating or come and stand under the bridge as it was? That's right, and I believe the city of Saskatoon, uh, who I just want to give a shout out as being really the great benefactors of this program, uh, they're going to be looking into bringing a popcorn maker down, so there'll even be some popcorn on hand. Oh, well, that's great. Make it even more of an event. Indeed. Again, this is taking place September 26th. That's a Saturday evening at 8 p.m. underneath the west side of the Sid Buckwald Bridge. For those of you who have been listening to this whole show, that should be early enough to take this in and then make your way over 220th Street for Nuit Blanche. Thank you again, David, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. 
Well, that wraps up our preview of what will be happening September 25th, 26th, and 27th in Saskatoon. Certainly not a shortage of events that weekend. And just a reminder that next week we will be entering F-Emphasis, so if you'd like to make a donation on our behalf, we'd certainly appreciate it. You've been listening to Unframed Radio here on CFCR 90.5 FM and CFCR.ca.